Today, we're going over part two of B2B Demand Gen, the main KPIs you should be tracking. I'm Nick. And I'm Ricky. And welcome to the Demand Gen Daily Podcast. All right. As always, please remember to follow, subscribe, hit us up with your questions. This actually came from a question. It ran a little bit long in the last one, so this is part two. B2B demand gen, the main KPIs you should be tracking. So I basically ran you through very quickly all of the KPIs in the last episode. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. Otherwise, it's not going to make sense. Drawing meaning out of all of this, right? What are we trying to do here? And like the goal of all these things that I said to track month over month, and it should be every single month that you're tracking this and having your formulas nice and clean in the spreadsheet is because there's certain key, like benchmarks that we want to hit on these KPIs and these metrics. We want to see like a LTV to CAC rate of three to one or better. We want to see a customer acquisition payback cost of under six. We want to see all of these things. We want to see at least like a 30% SQL close rate. Like these are all benchmarks that I can give you, right? What, what actually matters when you're getting your program going and you're like out here trying to work the program to make it better? It's really about that trend line right? You're trying to figure out it's, are we getting better or are we getting worse as we test things? So here are the pitfalls of trying to get the right KPIs and metrics. If you're changing the way you sell something at the same time, you're changing the source of the leads that you're trying to close. Those are too many variables because you Mm -hmm. don't know if the change to the sales process is the attributor positive or negative, and you don't know if it's the change of lead source, positive or negative either. So you can only be changing one thing at a time. So in other words, you could be getting the right traffic and it's just not closing, or you could be getting the wrong traffic. But if you mix the two, you just don't know where you're left with. Yeah. And this is how you figure it out. Remember I said track MQLs versus SQLs, MQLs being just a lead. SQLs being sales qualified leads, meaning that they adhere to client criteria. If your MQL to SQL ratio, like the percentage of MQLs that become SQLs is good, which good can be contextual by industry, but it can be anything above 20% in my opinion. It could be as high as 50% or 80% in some very good funnels. If it's more than 20% and you know that the lifetime value to customer acquisition cost is on the right side of the equation that it doesn't, the cost per close isn't astronomical and it's like good enough. You know that the ratio between the two might not necessarily be the problem unless you're detecting that there's a pile of MQLs that never become SQLs coming from a specific source. In which case, if it's Google, it could be your negative keywords If it's Facebook, it could be that you're running it to the wrong audiences. Tests like that that need to be run. But generally, what you're looking for is that, but you're also looking for cost per close. Is the cost per close acceptable to you at the end of the day? And remember, we're tracking media spend. We're tracking marketing people as part of that cost and salespeople as part of that cost. So in what percentage does that hit? Is the marketing spend acceptable is a sales spend acceptable the number of people that you need in sales to close that amount are the closes big enough a problem that we very commonly see 
is that you got to maximize your wins and minimize your losses and maximizing your wins looks like not underselling something. So we've seen a lot of people, it's like, yeah, when they're at bat, they like swing and they always try to hit a single, even though sometimes it's time to hit a double or a triple or a home run. And that makes the math on, is this profitable or is this highly favorable to us? Like not that good. It, it could look okay, but not great. So there is a part of this where the marketer has to help really go hand in hand and ask for the help of the sales team. And I say that ask for the help of the sales team because the sales team has to be reporting to the marketer how good the leads are. And we do this with some of our clients. Like we tell them, hey, like, here's a spreadsheet. If you don't have a CRM, here's a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. We want you to rate every single lead that comes in through the system on a scale of one to 10 and why. And we set up some like very high level parameters on that scoring. So, hey, this is a one, this is a five, this is a seven, this is a nine, this is a 10, whatever the key numbers are. Tell them that, like, this is why if they don't meet client criteria, they're automatically like below a five immediately. If they don't meet client criteria, if they, if it's, if they hit, miss one of the client criteria that are, ah, we can do without it, but everything else is good. It's okay. Like it might be a five because the qualifications of the criteria are like that five and below. What, why this helps is that when the sales pe- people give this to the marketing team can make sense of like, where did this lead come from? And what the second that you figure out, this is where this lead is coming from. These are where the good ones are coming from. This is where a bulk of the bad ones are coming from. It enables the team to go back to all of these KPIs and metrics that I mentioned in the first episode. Oh, like that one source, sales has never scored it above a five, ever. From that source, if we eliminate that source, we're going to cut our media spend by 50%. Or... Should we run tests to try to get good leads out of this source? Yeah. But overnight, your MQL, like your MQL to SQL ratio might have been 20%. Overnight, it's 40%. Magically. And your costs are half gone. And it's a process of elimination rather than addition. I never recommend people do this until they iterate and test the one thing so you can really put it to bed without having to revisit it in the future. But the whole point of it is that the, these KPIs and metrics in a bubble, like in, inside of the marketing bubble, don't do you any good. Mm-hmm. You need that telemetry from the sales team so that you can uncover and figure out where are the good leads, where are the bad leads, how can we increase our MQL to SQL ratio, how can we lower customer acquisition costs, how can we even increase lifetime value, our positioning, our ads and our marketing materials. Externally, it's, oh, every single lead that comes in just wants to do a setup. They don't want to do ongoing work with us. Why? Are there some channels that are bringing you in those like long-term clients and others that are bringing you short-term clients? This is all the quantitative or the qualitative stuff that goes with the quantitative side to help you understand and make sense of your marketing program. So again, if you go back to that first episode and look and break down all the items that I mentioned, Get those down as a baseline because when that marketing or that sales insight comes from sales to marketing, you're going to be able to then leverage all these numbers and all of these like KPIs that I've mentioned to you and make mm-hmm. sense of it based on what sales is saying. All right. 
So if you have any questions on this, please feel free to reach out. Until next time.